This is Faye Hartman, and you're listening to We Are Rivers, conversations about the rivers that connect us, a podcast series brought to you by American Rivers. Whether you're a longtime listener or this is your first episode, we're excited to have you listen in today. After the episode, please consider taking a moment to rate and comment about We Are Rivers. We appreciate your feedback. We're entering the second month of 2021, and there's so much new. It's a new year, there's a new administration, and we've schemed up some new things here on the We Are Rivers podcast. Since the inception in 2017, we've covered a lot about the Colorado River and its tributaries. We've talked about the joy of getting out on rivers, and we've helped to de-wonk complicated river policy issues. We've talked to experts on the Wild and Scenic Rivers Act, climate change, and the law of the river. And we've told stories about the important connections that communities across the country have with rivers. I've been the host and producer, and I'm planning to stay involved that way. But we're excited to bring you all that in 2021 with some new additions. One of those additions is Paige. Hey, Faye. I've really enjoyed working behind the scenes with you on the podcast for this last year or so, and I'm excited to start hosting episodes this year, too. Paige and I are going to tag team the 2021 podcast series, which we're pretty excited about. But before we dive into all the things you should look forward to, we wanted to tell you a little bit about us, since we hope that you'll be spending a bunch of time with us this year. Rather than the traditional bios, we thought we'd offer a peek into who we are through a little game we called Best, Worst, Weirdest. So we're each going to share our best, our worst, and our weirdest experiences on the rivers that we love. So Paige, let's start with the worst and get those out of the way. What's your worst river story? Well, that's not really a tough one for me. I guess the worst had to do with the river I was born and raised on, the Animus River. And I wasn't even on it at the time. I was 500 miles away on a backpacking trip in the Wind Rivers. I'd been out of range for about a week, and as soon as we got back to cell phone service and turned our phones on, you know the way it goes, my phone just started blowing up with news and images and messages about the Gold King mine spill, which had sent 3 million gallons of this awful ochre yellow colored uh, mine wastewater coursing down the river. While the spill wouldn't even end up being as bad for the river as the runoff from the 416 fire, it was really scary at the time and it caused a lot of pain and heartache for downstream communities. How about for you, Faye? What's your worst river story? Let's see. I feel really lucky to have had very few, if any, bad river trips. Like so many of us, I've dealt with the rain and the snow and the wind, which is the worst. Bugs, heat. But luckily... I've had all around amazing experiences on river trips. I feel so fortunate to have had the opportunity to float down some of America's most iconic desert rivers, including the Yampa. Like many other rivers, the Yampa and the canyons that it flows through are not only incredibly beautiful and a look back through geological time, but they're also incredibly important and culturally and spiritually significant to people and communities. Unfortunately, many of these places have faced different threats throughout the years. As many listeners probably know, the Yampa River is an incredible float. It's also the site of one of our country's most famous conservation battles, when it narrowly escaped being dammed at its mouth at Echo Park, which is the confluence of the Green River and the Yampa River in the 1950s. 
Had that project succeeded, it would have flooded 45 miles upstream of the Yampa, and then on the green, another 67 miles upstream, and it would have established a dangerous precedent of dam building in national parks and national monuments. Luckily, that didn't happen, so we don't have to worry about that, and we're able to enjoy a wild and a free Yampa today. What a near miss. I'm so glad that the Yampa is still running wild and free, and I'm glad to have our worsts out of the way. I was thinking we should end on the weirdest, so I'm going to have to ask the hardest one next. What's your best river experience, Faye? That is a hard question, Paige. While maybe I can't think of my best river trip, I will say one of the most magical moments that I've had on a river was my first trip through the Grand Canyon. Before our trip, I'd heard from my friends and I'd read a bunch about how the river sort of transforms at night from the river that you're floating down to the river in the sky, the night river that appears when the sun starts to fall below the canyon walls and the rim, and then the stars start to slowly appear in the night sky. That first night, I just remember laying on my Paco pad, my fingers in the cold sand on the beach, and I stared up at the sky and wow, let me tell you, the river in the sky was magic. The canyon walls formed a almost a river's banks, and then the dark sky created the water flowing above you. Stars slowly appeared as the night took over. As the night set in, the river grew more magical, with every star that appeared or shot across the sky. Oh, I just want to go back. That's so poetic, and it just makes me want to be lying on the floor of the canyon looking up at that river in the sky. It really is true that time spent on rivers is a unique kind of magic, which, yeah, it makes this question really hard to answer. I think because of that, I'm going to have to go with my most recent river trip, which was a three-day float down the Rio Chama late last summer. I'm a bit of an introvert and kind of prefer small trips, which the pandemic mandated. There were just four of us, and it was so quiet. I always relish that on river trips, but this time especially so... The colors on the Chama are really unique to me. There are these towering sherbet yellow and pink sandstone cliffs that kind of fold into pine forests that go all the way to the river's edge. We spend a lot of time just listening and observing and relishing that there are places like this wild and scenic stretch of river where even when everything else feels uncertain and we couldn't see our loved ones, we could escape to and just feel really whole. Finally, my favorite. What's your weirdest? So I'm not exactly sure how this qualifies as my weirdest, but it does. And part of what's weird about my weirdest is that I still don't have an answer to this question that a knight on the river posed, a question about lightning. So I took my mom on the Ruby Horse Thief stretch of the Colorado River for my birthday in late summer in the middle of monsoons. We camped at one of the Cottonwood sites on our second night. I slept on the boat because I really loved to, and she slept in her tent on the shore under the biggest cottonwood she could find. In the middle of the night, this really intense lightning storm rolled in, and in my half-sleep, I was trying to work out this sort of nonsensical equation about, you know, which one of us was safer. I was on the water, not good, but I was on a rubber boat, good, but on a metal frame, not good, but on a pocket pad, maybe good. She was under a massive tree in a tent with metal rods on otherwise flat ground. I'm still not sure whether or not I should have gotten off the boat, but I was so comfortable and it was really pretty phenomenal to experience the storm from the water, so I didn't. I'm not sure I have the answer to your question either, Paige. Let me think on that. My weird story. Hmm. 
Let's see. Well, I could tell you about the time that Henry the dog decided it was a great idea to have some stomach issues on a river trip, but I don't think you guys want to hear about the cleanup duty. What I think I can say, despite the old guy feeling pretty crummy, all in all, we had a great time on that trip, except when we were thinking about poop. Now that you know a bit more about your We Are Rivers podcast producers and hosts, we're excited to tell you more about what you can expect from the podcast this year. First things first, Paige, when can our listeners expect new episodes in 2021? Great question, Faye. We Are Rivers followers and friends can expect new episodes of the podcast on the first Thursday of every month, and some months we'll share bonus episodes. Each of those episodes is going to help us better understand and protect the rivers we love through a variety of stories and topics and through a really great lineup of guests. Some of the things I'm most excited to share with our listeners are hearing from my colleagues about our priorities for the new Biden administration and the amazing opportunities for rivers from coast to coast. I'm also excited to learn more about the importance of rivers for wildlife. I'm looking forward to the Biden-Harris podcast as well. Another one I think our listeners are going to be excited about and that I know I'll learn a lot in developing is about the stewardship and conservation happening in Hispanic faith communities. We also plan to cover the important relationships between wildlife and rivers and between fire and floods. We'll meet American Rivers' new CEO and learn about Arizona's wetland gems. That really is just scratching the surface. We're going to cover so much in 2021. So with that, let's dive into this new year of We Are Rivers. Thank you for listening to We Are Rivers, conversations about the rivers that connect us. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate and comment. 